Hello, and welcome to the World Fellows podcast. My name is Emma Skye, and I'm director of the World Fellows program at Yale. My guest today is Taras Shevchenko, a Ukrainian. Taras, welcome to the podcast. Hi. So you grew up in Ukraine, and you decided you wanted to go and study law and economics in Kiev. Why? Frankly speaking, studying law was idea of my mom. <laughs> and uh, I'd like to add that in Ukraine, you decide who you're going to be when you're at the age of 17, because that's when you graduate the school and you enter university already applying for a certain faculty, biology, economy. I think the American system when you just enter university and you become a student and then later on you decide about your major, I think it's more beneficial because you have already more ideas. But I'm happy that I became a lawyer and later on I realized that my first experience with law was when I was playing with friends at school games like Monopoly and I was the best in rules, knowing rules, <laughs> interpreting <laughs> rules. So that's my initial legal skills I coming from. So how old were you when the Orange Revolution broke out? I was born in 1977. So at the Orange Revolution, which was 2004, I was already 27 years old. And at that moment, I was working for American-based organization, Intranews Network, being media lawyer. So I was dealing with freedom of speech, protecting journalists' rights. And that was most of my time before revolution, during revolution, and after on, I've decided with my friends to set up a think tank in Freedom of Speech Media Law Institute. And were you active during the Orange Revolution? Of course. In comparison with Revolution of Dignity, Orange Revolution was quite fast. It was just three weeks, and every day I was on the main square on Maidan, and every or most of the nights I was there as well, as I believe actually all of my friends at that moment. So what led to the Dignity Revolution in 2014? The Dignity Revolution was, was there because the president that was elected to Southern Dan started really very pro-Russian, very aggressive, and very non-democratic rule in Ukraine. The trigger was beating in students who were protesting in favor of joining European Union and signing a session agreement with European Union. And they were such such severely beaten on the main square that Ukraine never seen before. It's it's really interesting that some some facts may provoke people in one country when they are ordinary in for other countries. It's something not ordinary that catch attention and raise emotions and make people angry because when they see that that was absolutely not just, they went to streets and started protesting and not having any remedy for that. They realized that elections that are going to be in one year and mostly Ukrainians are ready to wait for elections and re-elect the president. But they realized that there will be no elections at all with such behavior of the government. And were you out protesting in the square for the Dignity Revolution? Definitely. I came back from my business trip to Turkmenistan 
while I was consulting Turkmenistan government on media media law related issues. I came back in the evening. I joined Maidan immediately. I was there in that night where these beatings happened. But I just came, I went home maybe some 30 minutes before everything started. It looked like the, nothing that the night will be just calm. There were maybe only 100 or less students still on the main square. And I saw that everything is okay and I can go and have a rest. And in the morning, Ukraine was already different. How has your own life been affected by the revolution? At that moment, my second girl was born. And these two parallel realities, having a new baby and having a revolution on the street, they they were like most influential in my life. During the revolution, the time the time flow is absolutely different than in any other moments of the life. Each day has so many things happening. And I think that's also the reason why for many people's values, understanding, the mindset is changing a lot during a very short period of time. And it led to the fact that quite a big generation of young activists who were probably never thinking about politics, they decided to either start a political career or to, to join um, volunteer organizations or to join army. And that was also a huge crowd of people who decided that Ukrainian army cannot really protect our borders and they went to be soldiers. So this was very big effect on, on the whole generation of Ukrainians who some of them still serve, serve their duties in, in government, though some of them they don't they're not that much persuaded that Ukraine is moving in the right direction. But at that moment, it was really huge energy that makes people think differently, act differently, and be much more responsible. And what work have you been involved in since the revolution, or during and since the revolution? During the revolution, together with our other fellows, we've started thinking not just about what's against we are standing, but what for we are standing. And immediately after the end of the revolution, we were ready to present an action plan, the first roadmap of reforms. And this reformed reform map was created by a coalition who named themselves as Reanimation Package of Reform with the strange <laughs> English name Reanimation, which which was direct translation from, from our language, meaning like emergency care, when with the idea that the country is dying and we need to have some emergency steps that shall be done to, to country, for, for country to survive. And that was early March 2014 when we made public presentation presenting eight first priority areas, including judicial reform, election reform, freedom of speech, that was mostly based on the work on the think tanks, Ukrainian think tanks that were supported for a long time by f foreign funds. And they worked they worked out a lot of initiatives, including, for example, law on higher education or law on public cyber broadcasting. These issues were well debated. 
agreed on and there was only political will that wasn't present. So when the moment appeared, we start aggressively lobbying, advocating for this legislation and we had parliament immediately voting for this for these initiatives. And it's interesting that those who were back in previous president, they were first in line to support our initiatives because they wanted to to be treated differently. They knew they probably felt some guilt. So immediately after first several months of created coalition, we had dozens of legislation that that was passed from this from the from, from this action plan. And do you feel Ukraine is a better country after the revolution? I do. Though I don't think that a majority of Ukrainians believe that Ukraine is now a better country, still I do. Things that changes that that happened, they are not having immediate effect, especially immediate effect on welfare of people. When when we speak about changes in mindset, in understanding, in in feeling what is what is to be a citizen, that's something that will provide give you effect in future, in, in, in generations. And at the same time, having war, having aggression, having annexation, losing quite a big part of economy. Ukrainians feel that they just have less money for the being. And some some people ready to suffer for a long time. Some people are not. So this issue, economical issue, is now becoming the the most important part for Ukrainians, for them to treat, to, 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 for, to form the understanding of what, what happened. And what will you be working on next when you go home? There are a lot of challenges now in Ukraine. And I believe that the biggest challenge is to unite people again, to create new coalitions, movements, and also to encourage and empower citizens, not just to be citizens on the side of civil society, but to take responsibility, to take responsibility for their own, for their families, for the country as well, to run for offices, to to be to sit on a city council, to become uh, members of parliament, and I believe that having some experience in Ukraine on building coalitions, studying here course, courses including evolutional cooperation and communicating with, a lot, with many fellows, professors. I know a little bit how to create effective cooperation between people, what factors will, will be useful in favor for the cooperation and what is not. And 